Hi. I don't know if you can hear that siren in the background. If you can, I'm sorry. Uh, welcome to Housebroken, a podcast about my adventures renovating a Queen Anne while trying to stay married to a man I got married when I barely knew him. Well, I knew him for eight hours, and then I proposed marriage, and then we got married, and then we bought this fixer-upper, and I think it was uh, probably sheer stubbornness that has kept us married. Anyway, so, right, so the house is um, 130 years old, and I remember thinking, boy, you know, I wonder how many dogs and cats have been buried in the in the yard. Let's do a word problem. So if the house is 130 years old, and let's say the average dog's life is 10 years, that would be, uh, uh, wait, 13? That doesn't seem like a lot. I would have figured like, you know, 50 or something. But anyway, okay, let's go with, let's say, you know, give her, let's say 20. Okay, but um, our dogs are nicely packaged on the bookcase. Well, in various containers that I I felt like were befitting to the dog. Like, we've got our first dog, Bob, she's in a can. Second dog, Harvey, he's in a box. Uh, third dog, Seamus, he's in a better box. And then, well, Millie, she's like laying on my feet right now. So let's not, let's, let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. Okay. So anyway, um, I, I don't know what got me thinking about this, but, um, oh, I know why. See my son's girlfriend's cat who lived to be 16 had died over the weekend. And, uh, he was very emotional about it. And, you know, of course she was emotional about it. And, you know, I tried to say all the right things and, and, uh, you know, like I thought, I thought, I thought in their situation, the cat, it was a good thing because the cat went off on its own terms. It just died. I mean, you know, although it did die on the way to the vet, to be euthanized, but still it went on its own terms. And I can remember when our dogs were getting up there in dog years and, you know, they had a multitude of issues and I would just say, oh, you know, just, I would pray to St. Rocco, patron saint of dogs, look it up. If he would just come and, you know, take them away. And then I would just come downstairs and go into the kitchen and they'd be in their dog bed dead because I didn't want to have to make that decision, which invariably I was the one that had to do it. Okay. So I can, I can remember Harvey, excuse me, our golden retriever. I, I, Harvey was like a, not a planned puppy, so to speak. Uh, we had our dog, Bob, named after Bob Vila. We got her at the Humane Society. And, uh, you know, she was getting up there in years, and uh, we were we didn't really know what we were going to do as far as dogs were concerned. But um, at the time, we wanted to get an above-ground pool. Well, at least there was talk about getting an above-ground pool. 
and I was like kind of not on board with it because they are just kind of like ugly looking. And, uh, you know, they look like an alien just plop this thing down in your yard. And besides, we have all these tree roots. And I, I just, uh, I was not on board with it. So I was instructed to go to somebody's house who had an above ground pool that was very tastefully done. So I did. But unfortunately, uh, for my kids at the time, uh, they also had a litter of golden retriever puppies. And there was one left. Uh, yeah. So I came away with a puppy and not a pool. That was Harvey. And he, that, that kind of started our whole concept of backup puppy. You know, when our dogs get to be a certain age, then you get the backup puppy because, you know, then, you know, when you take, you don't want to come home to an empty dog ball. That would be too hard. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm always the one that has to take the dogs to the vet for the final car ride to the great beyond. And uh, my son and I were talking about it, you know, over this cat death. And I said, he's like, oh, gee, mom, I don't know how you did it. And I was like, uh, yeah, let me tell you, it was tough. Not only was it tough, it was just kind of odd, especially in the case of our dog, Harvey. All right, Harvey, Harvey was our inadvertent backup to Bob. And uh, I remember Bob, uh, boy, I don't know, Bob, what did Bob, well, anyway, so when I had to take Bob for the final car ride, and it was really rough, and that was back in the day when I just, I took her to the vet, and I, you know, we said our goodbyes in the lobby, and, and then, you know, the vet tech came back with the, with the leash. Oh, it was all so sad. And I remember saying that I wanted her cremated and, you know, I filled out some papers and just got in the car. And then a couple of weeks later, I got this box of, I don't know what, I mean, I'm sure it was Bob, but I'm sure it was also like muffin and Tigger and, you know, who knows what. So I decided that when the time came for Harvey to be sent over the Rainbow Bridge, I would be a little bit more involved, for lack of a better word. So, okay, um, you know, Harvey was, Harvey was a golden retriever. He had epilepsy. He had, had, he had survived a bout with liver cancer. He had, uh, you know, a class. He just was kind of a train wreck towards the end there. His, his, uh, larynx collapsed his his cornea was detached I mean you know he was just old and then but you know he man, he was hanging in there and then you know we I think he I think when we got the backup puppy a black lab named Seamus he kind of that kind of perked him up a little bit but it didn't last very long and I remember one day there was this like very odd poop in the yard, and I took a picture of it and sent it to the vet, and the vet's like, ew, you better get him in here. So I thought, okay, it's probably some weird infection thing. And then I get a phone call, and it's the vet tech, and she's like, um, the vet wants to talk to you, which is, like, never a good thing. So I get on the phone, and he's like, uh, yeah, uh, Harvey's got this, uh, he's bleeding internally, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think you better come up here. 
So I, I drive up there, you know, thinking, of course, the worst, because it's the worst. And I get over to the vet, and he's, I said, well, what are my options? He's like, well, you know, you could take them home and let them bleed out. And I'm like, uh, no, let's go with plan B. So I had him put down. And I was in the room, and it was, it was hard, especially when Harvey, you know, came up the steps and into the, he went, he went right to the door for the parking lot. And I was like, oh God, you know, sorry, buddy. Uh, we're not going home. At least you're not going home. So anyway, uh, after Harvey was done, um, we sat there on the floor for a while, me and the vet. And, uh, I said, I said, okay, I, I'm going to take him to the place. And the vet's like, okay. I said, yeah, because, you know, I just, I want to do it. So he goes out, gets me the card for the pet crematorium thing. And I have him load Harvey's, you know, Harvey's meat suit into my minivan and I, cause I, and I had this blanket. It was like a, like a waterproof, uh, picnic blanket. We won at a auction. And ever since that point, it's always been referred to now as the dead dog blanket. So, okay. I got Harvey in my car. He's in the dead dog blanket and I am going to the pet cemetery crematorium. Okay, so it's bad enough that I have no idea where I'm going and I can't see because I'm sobbing in the car and I'm on the freeway and I'm, I know I'm getting dirty looks because I'm getting passed up by people because I'm only going like 35 miles an hour. So I get to, you know, I can't find this place for the life of me. I'm looking at addresses and I'm like, it should be right here. I'm passing, I'm in a subdivision, I'm making U-turns. And there's like, uh, like at the end of the subdivision, it kind of goes back into farmland and kind of shrubbery and whatnot, like a little woodsy part. And, and I see this sign for the pet place and it, I'm like, and there's an arrow and it points down this rutted road and I'm like, oh, all right turn down the road. It's like, it's like, it's got twists and turns and I'm going down, I'm descending into something. And I, I think it's like, oh, you know, if, if this was the horror movie, this would be the road to the serial killer, you know? So I pass by, uh, some rusted dog kennel fence type things. And it says, beware of dog. And then someone had scratched, you know, like made a little edit and said, not. I thought, okay. <laughs> get to this place. I get to the end of the road, and there's this, what used to be kind of a house. Although it, it looks, it's it's the worst for wear. But it, there's, a, there's another little crude sign. It says office. All right. So I park in the shade because... It's warm outside, and I got this dead dog in my car. I park in the shade, and I go in, and there's this woman, and she's sitting behind this desk, 
And she's got this, like, a beehive thing going on, and she's maybe, I don't know, 60-ish years old. And she says, uh, can I help you? And I said, um, yeah, my my dog di- I mean, like, why would I be there? You know, I'm like, my dog died, and he's in the car. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry for your loss. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I said, I want him cremated. Uh, and she's like, group or single? And I'm like, uh, I want a single cremation. And she goes, well, for a single cremation, we charge $3 a pound. So now I'm trying to like, oh, gosh, what was Harvey's last weight? You know? Meanwhile, uh, this guy comes in. He's kind of got this carny vibe. He's skinny. He's got a shirt with the sleeves ripped out. I'm thinking, okay, I think, and then I said, oh, I think uh, my dog weighed 72 pounds. And she's like, oh, well, what breed? And I said, golden retriever. And this guy perks up. He's like, oh, finally a good size golden. You know, some of them, they can get up to 90 pounds. I mean, okay, like last week. And I'm not, I'm not encouraging this guy to keep talking, but he's talking. Last week, I, I had a horse I had to do, okay? Yeah, that thing, it took the whole week before it disintegrated. And I'm just like, you know, okay, I get it. I mean, it's obvious this guy really likes his work, but please, spare me the details, okay? So I'm filling out paperwork. I give her the credit card and... I said to the guy, I go, okay, um, look, he's, the dog's in my car. I don't want to see you take him out of the car. I'm just going to open the hatch. You do what you got to do. And then when you get him to wherever you got to go, come back and I'm going to leave. So I'm just kind of standing there waiting and the lady's trying to sell me you know, she's trying to upsell me some urns or maybe a memorial plaque. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to, I'll figure that out later. And the guy just comes right back in and he says, oh, uh, you want that blanket back? Because uh, some of them got a flame retardant on them. And I, then I can't get the ovens up to white hot heat. And I'm just like, I, I'm like, yeah, I I want the blanket back. So I'm driving home and I'm I'm just a mess. You know, I'm a mess. I'm a wreck. But then I get home and there's this puppy waiting for me. And I have to admit it did it didn't it it did soften the blow a little bit. And every time I cried, uh Seamus was there to like lick up my tears, which was very adorable. So yeah, uh, about a week later, I get the phone call. Uh, your cremains are ready for pickup. And I'm like, cremains? It sounds like a made-up word, you know, like dramedy. So I picked out a nice container from Target and uh, put him on the bookcase. But not before I scattered some of him in the yard. And then I took a little bit of him up north and put him in the lake and scattered some ashes around a rock that he used to love to sit by. You know, just because I felt that was a ritual that needed to be performed. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, I, I have to go because I have to go and 
uh, see my dad. He's in the hospital. Oh, it's, it's nothing bad. He had his knee replaced. He's 91. And today he's allegedly being released and he's going to go to rehab for a while. And uh, to bring this full circle, I'm driving him to the hospital, right? And I'm like, okay, dad, I got to ask you these things. I said, so what about, are you do not resuscitate or resuscitate? And he's like, well, just, you know, think of the way you'd want to do it if, if I was one of your dogs. And I, I, I was like, okay. I mean, I got what he was trying to say, but my mind immediately went to me wrapping him up in the dead dog blanket in the back of the car and then driving him to the funeral parlor, which I'm sure is not what he meant. But I don't know. Did he? Did he?